go for it. Go did, for did it. Did Aaron just say <laughs> go for it? Go for it. <laughs> Comedy film nerds, right. go for it. <laughs> All right. Episode Thanks, 422, Aaron. grab it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. All right, maybe we should go for it. I think it's time. I think that's what happened. Go for it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Graham back from his surf trip, looking yes. uh, well, uh, uh, well rested, relaxed. Oh, I surfed and, uh, eight days in a row. Nice. Eight days. And you were only there for seven. I know. Was it was weird. It doesn't make sense. I don't know how it happened. I, gotta, I think I hit a time portal. When, yeah. <laughs> when you get close to the equator, there is a time bend. <laughs> um, oh, man, it was so great. It was so... So great. And as I was just saying, and I think it there was a there was a sound issue on the last episode. Yes. <laughs> and Chris emails me. Yeah. I was like, did you did, or did we not level it? Like first I was, I was just trying to think like what what went wrong. And then, you know, I realized, uh, well, there's no way Graham can fix it. So I emailed Aaron. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got this one email. It's like, so Graham, you think you could, do we need to fix this? And I saw this. And then I saw the other emails subsequent because I was not checking my emails very frequently yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't fix this. Oh, I knew there was nothing you could do. I, I was, I was there also just, was not, there was, I, there was no, there also wasn't any desire. Well, sure, <laughs> of was, course, of course. <laughs> Even if you could have fixed it. If I it, could have fixed it, yeah, I, yeah. Did, I would not yeah, have. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> just to mm-hmm. the good listeners out there, thank yeah. you so much. But Yeah, we um, uh, just, I, we're going to make this announcement later, but uh, the Neo uh, Weekly Film News, uh, we got a couple emails saying that the uh, sound levels were off. So uh, I don't know. Get uh, new headphones. So, I don't know what to tell uh, yeah. you guys. <laughs> so uh, we pulled it. Um, go for it, Aaron. Fixed it. Go for and, it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we thank him for that. <laughs> so uh, it is now uh, ready for your listening pleasure. And uh, we want to also thank the new Patreon subscribers who were was like, hey, this is pretty good. We're going to jump up to the $10 level. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. That was the point. We wanted to kind of give, we, we released the Neil episode for everybody. Normally, that's just for Patreon subscribers. So we wanted to give you guys a taste. What We do that every month. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I, I actually, I very much look forward to that episode because Neil sort of, Keep brings us up to speed on all the crazy film news. Oh God! <laughs> on why certain things are being funded, there's always a yes. lot of like, what? Why yeah, would they like, make really? that? that why, who, why are they doing that? That can't be right. That can't be right. There's no <laughs> way. And then there, occasionally there's a, oh, that sounds yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what you that's what you get. So thanks for listening. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, introduce our guest. Let's introduce uh, our guest. Uh, a, um, a, a guest actually was just on a couple uh, months ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've had Erin Foley. She was on a couple months. Was it this is studio or was it another? Was it no, the old it was here. Was it here? Yeah, it was here. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me quickly fact check that. Yeah. You are incorrect. <laughs> it was in the old... Disney studio yeah. <laughs> on the corner of <laughs> Jack Warner did the first <laughs> Chris you said that with such confidence yes yep. <laughs> so amazing that's so much of that's you're a good grifter that's how a grifter yep that's right that's yeah, correct yeah. absolutely that yeah. is yeah. incorrect you, you can check it if you want yeah <laughs> just checked it we were not in the studio no, it was the old studio <laughs> Aaron Foley you have a podcast that you also do here at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters, Sports Without Balls, which I've done and will be doing. We'll be doing it in, in a mere hour and a in half. A, in a mere gif. <laughs> in a mere gif, yes. I, uh, I took a break from my sports watching to watch a movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. For you guys. I'm sorry we made you do that. No, I, I have to say, I, every time I go to the movies, I say, 
why don't I go to the movies more? It's ridiculous. Oh. So mm. thank you for... Uh, making you go? Yes, making mm-hmm. me go. I yeah. had an enjoyable time. So, all right, well, let's... We, we have two right kinds of guests. Them. Yeah. We have guests that always go to the movies and can't wait mm-hmm. to do this. And then we have guests that are like, I haven't seen a movie since the last time I was on your show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably average like once yeah. a month and I feel like it should be once every two weeks. Every time I go, I'm like, this is, God, I, lo- I see a ton at home. Well, I like should go more. Keith from Keith and the Girl sees more movies than we do. He literally oh, sees it's everything. Yeah. He's, he's insane. And then, and Hemda, his partner sees one movie once a year when they come to LA to do our, our podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. She'll say the last movie I saw was last summer when no I was way. there. I swear to God. It's fun. It's just fun. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's get into the big, the big Incredibles too. Yes, and we uh, all saw it. Yeah, we all saw it, and I will say this: this one piece of trivia stuck out for me uh, because it didn't make any sense at first. First of all, it was Pixar's twentieth feature film, twenty, and at an hour and fifty-eight minutes, Incredibles two is not only the longest Pixar film to date, but also the longest computer animated feature to date. But this is the one that stuck out: Incredibles two is the first Pixar film to contain profanity, and I saw this movie. I didn't notice any. I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Why would they say profanity? Maybe they cut it out or whatever. So I, uh, I did a Google search, and uh, the thing that parents were upset with were profanity were the words hell and damn. So that's, <laughs> those were the, uh, well, those, the that was the profanity that they, were, uh, they, that they were <laughs> so upset over. <laughs> Uh, so amazing. <laughs> like even my kids when we're like, you said there was, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, no, cause I didn't hear anything either How because those you? aren't curse words. They are not curse words. They're not. No. Mm-mm. They're so one's uh, a location. All yes. I can say is whoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll be just damned. a solid good word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those poor kids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The takeaway from Incredibles 2 is the parents are like angry about the profanity. She's like, oh, Those... I, w- I wish I, uh, the, the, the posts were hilarious. I wish I would have known there was cursing in this movie. <laughs> I wish I like, really made really? happier choices in my life and that yeah. this wasn't my focus. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, I wish my priorities were better. So many, <laughs> so many more causes I could be taking yes, up yeah, than yeah. the Helen Dam and There's, the Pixar yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, the time you spent. To putting that post on a message board. You could have yeah. fed uh, a homeless person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You could have done some actual good yeah. with your life. So, uh, so Isn't that the whole internet, though? Pre- when 90%. people get bent out of shape, I'm always yeah. just like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the thing? Get a hobby. They really uh, get <laughs> a hobby. You know, do some, do some volunteer do work. Anything. You'll feel better about yourself yeah. than going yeah. on Reddit and being mad about some free thing. About you, Captain yeah. America's shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Was someone angry about Captain America? Oh, they had to have been. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a sucker. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can't believe how cynical yet how gullible I am at the same it's time. It's so beautiful, Aaron. It's one of the things I love about. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. So, all right, let's talk Incredibles 2. Aaron, why don't you uh, you go first? You're the guest. Uh, did you see the first one? So I saw the first one Thursday. Oh, <laughs> nice. I saw the first one Thursday, and then I went Friday. Mm-hmm. I think that's I, great, It was actually. one of those things where I just never got... I, and I Never got around I to it. I never got around to it. And I, and I love Pixar movies. I love kids' movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and my sister, she started dating... Her, her boyfriend, they've been together a couple years now, and he has a six-year-old from a previous marriage. 
And so it's, I've been actually watching a ton more kids' movies because of her. So we all went together to watch it on Friday. And I know, I was like, all right, we'll have that plan in place. So Thursday, I had to scramble together. I was like, ooh, Thursday night, I got to watch the first Incredibles just to give them, you know, I, and I've always wanted to see it. It's one of those things where I just never saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the first one was absolutely adorable. I mm-hmm. loved it. Um, but I thought I liked Incredibles 2 more than the first one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, I just, I loved the plot of like the Elastigirl having to like take, you know, take over and then the husband at home and he was so charming. It was just, it was just like a fun, like you don't see that in like animated movies. I don't know. I thought that whole plot line was adorable. Um, and it just made me laugh so hard. Maybe it was just one of those things where I kind of maybe rushed through a little bit about Incredibles, the first Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, you're seeing it with all these kids. It was opening oh, night. So maybe mm-hmm. it was part of that. But I found back to back, I couldn't believe, you know, I did back to back Incredibles. <laughs> um, but I thought it, they were just so funny. It I, made a fortune, too. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like something like $190 million already. Yeah. So, Incredible, so, too. So, has something been, yeah. crazy. Yeah. It broke off. Yeah. The, the Fandango sales on Friday morning were just broke almost every record pre sales. Wow. Yeah. I was on it. I saw it Sunday night at nine o'clock, packed theater. Yeah. Yeah, we were we, we did Friday night at seven thirty in Glendale, mm-hmm. and it was showing in I think four different theaters every like every half, half hour, hour. Yeah, it was in our, all, it was packed. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen so many people. We were three thirty on a Sunday packed. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And it was uh, well because uh, I think it's also I don't know I'm I'm not like a huge I I'm not a, even remotely a film critic. I just I go based on did I enjoy it? That's the only thing. I, mm-hmm. And the fact that all the parents and then non parents like me, myself in the crowd were having just as much fun as the kids. Right. Like that to me is like win win win. Yeah, I mean, I it was awesome. To, I have to say I really uh, I thought it was really fun too. Like it was a fun movie. What I liked about it too is it had. Uh, it really felt almost like a Marvel movie. Like there was so much action, yeah. and like it was almost like, can you even call them set pieces if they're animated? Yeah, yeah. you know, because everything's drawn. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, but it, I felt like it really upped the ante in a in an interesting way as far as like action sequences went. You know, there's runaway trains, there's motorcycles, there's you, you know, non-stop. there's stuff on a boat. Yeah, there's superhero fights, there's supervillain fights, and there's all these cool things you would normally see in these uh, these other films. Um, but like, you know, when we first had, we got the first Incredibles, you got those things, but not at the amount that you got in the second one. Yeah. Uh, I thought the characters were charming. I liked the idea too. I, I was charmed by that story of like, uh, all right, well, no, she, now she's going to work and he's home. He understands that he has to be there and he's, kind of resentful of it (laughs) resentful but supportive yeah Yeah, resentful but supportive just because Uh, it will aid him in the future yeah yeah so and uh so i i thought it was fun the only thing i I, i'll tell you it was a little long like and the one thing i found because there was so many action sequences in it i found that there was a little too much like talking like uh like like not even like dialogue but there was like these weird 
long speeches in the movie, which is really unheard of in animated films. Like, you know, you have one character, I'm like, oh, this character's still talking. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> this is the longest animated monologue I've yeah. ever seen yeah. in an animated, you know, in any yeah. animated film ever. Yeah. So I, I felt like you know, maybe we could have trimmed some of these yeah, monologues no, it was, down a little bit. It was uh, long. It was, yeah. it was long. Um, for a kid, for a kid, you know, quote unquote, a kid's mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. it was two hours, right? Kids movie yeah, should be hours. 90 minutes. Plus, yeah. were you guys at the screenings where they did the the short, short film yeah. before, mm-hmm. yeah, which I a, thought was so well done. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, yeah. The yeah, kid, the short from the uh, but, bow. Yeah. Or, or, Turn your kid into a dumpling or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, did she just say it? Yeah. Oh, it was the, a metaphor. The, the one thing I will say that uh, <laughs> that was unnecessary is that did you get at your screening, like um, the actors all kind of okay, came that on? that I was said, like immediately like please stop talking yeah yeah i I couldn't believe i honestly and i loved i really loved everything about the movie but like i could not believe that they had to come on the screen and go we're so sorry we got busy yeah. In 14 years. And yeah. you're like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. know how hard it is to make an animated movie. I get yeah. it. I get it. And yeah, it's I bought been a, a ticket. While. You yeah. got me. Yeah, I'm, I'm already here. Yeah. I know it's been 14 years. I'm still here. Now, you don't, I don't need the actors to explain it to me again. And then uh, yeah. I love uh, uh, at the end of this nonsensical uh, segment is that, uh, and now without any further ado, Incredibles, uh, ado, Incredibles 2. And like, oh no, now there's a short film. <laughs> I, I, so. I, yeah, we waited 14 years and another five. Yeah, yeah. So and like, another well, five was, minutes. It was unbelievably unnecessary. So. I, did, did you feel like it was one of those L.A. things where, like, the actors didn't, they, you know, their faces wouldn't be seen, so they're like, we're going to need something in the beginning where they could see our faces. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> felt like a little I, I, bit much. I the managers yeah. went, um, I need my client's face. Yes. I need yeah, people yeah. to yeah. know. Yeah. Especially Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. It's been a while since Poltergeist. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is that coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not still in syndication? So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, so I, you know, I liked it. The kids liked it. It was, uh, I thought it was a fun movie. It was a, uh, a fun, um, for sure. I, I'll tell you, Disney just does not know how to not make money this summer. It's unbelievable. Like every single movie they came out, even yeah. like, oh, Han Solo was a bit of a disappointment. Still making hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. They, so. they have, uh, um, can I ask you guys this? Did you? I did not know that Brad Bird was the voice of my favorite character in the movie, the designer, the, the little designer lady. Oh, I didn't know. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know because I was like, I was so obsessed with her character. Like, mm-hmm. and then, and then her scene with the J- little Jack Jack. I just I found everything to be so funny and charming and smart and and like I loved it all. So I. And then you're trying to think the whole time. You're like, wait, who is that voice? I was like, who is right. that? You know, that's always just like a well, fun part Brad of it. Brad Bird, I mean, he's an amazing animation director. I mean, he yeah. also did Iron Giant. So yeah. he's he's just really, really good. So. And he voiced, he was the voice of the designer lady. I don't know the, the name oh, of the right. character, yeah. but I was just like, the guy can do everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. And he did Ratatouille, right? Mm-hmm. He's a genius. So, so now, Graham, you were not as impressed I with this film. I have an alternative view of yes. this film. <laughs> oh, boy. Is it? this why Chris and I were the only ones talking? <laughs> <laughs> so you could take a dump on Incredibles 2? <laughs> um, first of all, offended by the words Helen Dan. There are children in this I, movie I theater. There's yeah. children there. I almost walked out. Um <laughs> I, I I was so pumped for this movie. Yeah. I loved, loved the first one. I have not seen it in probably 10 years. So yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's cool that you watched it so close to it. I almost wish I had done that. 
My problem with it was the length, the two hours. And Chris, you were talking about the, the talking business. I yeah. was like, there was all this talking. The premise, um, she gets to go to do the thing and he stays at home, fine, that was great. But they established a bunch of stuff in the beginning that then they didn't stick with. So that the opening scene, the opening fight, the whole family's working together, I love that. And that carries over all of the, the, the themes and the sentiments of the first one I loved. It was like, you know, it's like a lot of animated movies do this because their message is for kids, but it's such a great message. I remember the message really resounded with me personally. It was like, you're not a weirdo. You yeah. have a special ability, embrace it, you know? Mm. And that was so cool. I, I thought that was so cool. And and then they establish, oh, superheroes are outlawed. They get arrested, they put in a paddy wagon, they, they're questioned, and then they gotta stay in this motel for two weeks. I didn't understand that at all. And then she's offered this gig, goes to New York, then just solves crimes and there's no cops chasing. There was no, I was like, how are they gonna get around this? Oh no, her job is to, which was a cool premise, your job is to make people want superheroes again. Show them, you know what I mean? Be the, whatever. Great. And then she goes there, but the, I was like, well, there should, the cops should be chasing her, right? No, like the, like a Batman thing? Like, yeah, she's still an activist she's still that they a, would uh, well, <laughs> arrest. I think, I, think it's, I think it's because she saved in the beginning, like she didn't get arrested because she saved the train at, at no cost to the taxpayers. <laughs> it was it was a runaway train because that was their big complaint, right? You know, property uh, damage, property damage and stuff. So, which is a cool thing, and that's yeah. that's I, I'm glad they're addressing it because the, and they did that in the Justice League movie, which is a it's a it's a legitimate thing. These superheroes. They saved the day. No, you fucking wasted downtown, man. Yeah. Like you blew yeah. up everything. Yeah. They didn't cause it though. That was a big that was a big thing. We didn't cause mm. the violence. We didn't cause it. So yeah. so I think all those elements were cool, but then it just sort of became there's just a lot of talking and 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 then I did specifically monologues. Mo long yeah. monologues. I was like and I didn't I loved their relationship in the first movie, the, the yeah. husband and wife, and how they work together and all that stuff. And okay, he's going to stay home. Great. I didn't buy. I didn't buy. I mean, his resentment. I guess I was like, all right, maybe. I, I don't know. I've never been married with kids, and I, I, maybe I would feel that way. But I didn't buy that. And then she calls, and then he he doesn't go. Our youngest kid's got powers. This is the most amazing thing in the world. And our daughter got, got her heart broken for the first time. He doesn't share all this stuff with his wife. He goes, oh, nothing's wrong. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't buy, it felt too, like, two-dimensional married couple. Well, I think I, that well, was, I think, yeah. I think the, the thinking behind that is that uh, because anything that would have gone wrong or changed would be an admission of failure that he couldn't do it. So, uh, But how is admitting our son, ha our youngest child has superpowers how is that an admission of failure? Because, uh, and this is me just speculating on how it, might, how it might have been perceived, is that, oh, yes, well, then I'm coming home right away because this is something that uh, I'm going to need to handle and take care of. So he, it was something that I felt like uh, that uh, he, anything out of the ordinary or different things that were going wrong, him having powers, like he just wanted his wife to think that everything was fine, no problems, no changes, no issues. And that was uh, so she wouldn't come home because I really nice. felt like it was kind of set up at the beginning of like, well, you know, you're not going to be able to do this on your own. You're going to need me to come back. I'm like, no, I, I can do this if I can fight superhero. I can yeah. take care of the kids. Well, I think it was so, twofold. Right? I think that yeah. was one part of it. Mm -hmm. But I think it was also 
what I think he was trying to do, Brad Bird was trying to do was, you know, <clears throat> and it's a little hard because it's like a man, you know what I mean? It's like a man's version of what a woman struggles with. But I think he did get to a point of like where, where it was pretty good, like where, you know, you have this, like, even though I'm not a, a mom, I feel like like an aunt to all, all these kids, like you have such, and it's so hard to explain if you're not a woman, this, this maternal struggle, mm-hmm. you know, whether you physically have a kid or not. That anything he would say to her, if Jack Jack had powers, she like I, I did think he presented it well. Like she she wanted to go out there and and do the work and be a superhero, but a woman's first instinct is kids, 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 kids. You know, you just can't physically hormonally help it. You know, right? So if he's on the phone going, Jack Jack has powers. You know, it, it it wasn't like almost like oh I'm I need to come home and you can't handle it. It's like I need to come home and see my baby's first step. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I thought it was like he can't tell her literally anything. Twofold: one failure, but two, he knows she'd come back in a second, which is you know part failure, but also if she does well, he does well. He can get back right. out doing the one thing he wants to do. So it, it was it was st- it was like mm-hmm. a twofold thing. The one thing I agree with though, Graham, is I did I did think it was too long. And if you took out some of the talking, some of the longer scenes, I did want them to be as a, a, a family going. Yes. For I did miss mm-hmm. that for sure. I, I forgot to say that because that was really the best part of one. The you best know what part it of reminded one was so me heartwarming. Of? It, yeah. It reminded me of uh, when Force Awakens came out, and you really wanted to see Luke, Han, and Leia all together again. Yeah. Right. And we didn't get to see them all together yeah. again. Like it was like, oh, but that was part of the fun. Yeah. Of the original uh, movie, and the same thing in The Incredibles was like watching the family fight together. You got it in the beginning, but you know the rest of the movie they were literally split up for I'd say eighty percent of it. After yeah, that. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they introduced some cool stuff, and then they just sort of abandoned it a little bit. Like the the young guy that's interested that wow, he, when he's describing the she's so confident. I'm like, yeah. What would a teenager with superpowers and super parents? How would she carry herself? That's yeah. so awesome. And then they almost did, yes, she's still a teenager, but then they almost did too much of the like, dad. And I was like, yeah, like, fucking you're a superhero. Like I, the, the, yeah. I, don't, I don't, like I, I almost got too, I felt like I was watching like Hollywood's, I, I, I get tired of this Hollywood's depiction of a family, the teenagers, oh, he's, nye, 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 you know, like, yeah, and I understand, yeah. but like, I've seen. We've seen it before. I've seen it before. Right. And I've also seen teenagers. I know teenagers all do that to a certain extent. We all did it. But I've seen teenagers that are like above and beyond. Yeah. And, and I see how they carry themselves. And I, and I go, wow, like this is, this is okay. So show me, show me more of that. Show me. The, and I really, I really like the whole family together thing. And I just thought. It felt like, it felt like too much Hollywood. Like you say, like I, I think you bring up a good point, Aaron. Of like, it's a guy writing the married dynamics. The woman makes the money, and the guy stays. So I don't know. Like it just felt a little too. There were some too cliches, cliches yeah. in there that I was for like, sure. There yeah. were some, but I, I'll tell you though, it was so charming that I kind of bought everything. So I think you, you, you know, when that happens, when you get charmed by the movie and the characters, that stuff, you overlook it a little bit more. And then if you're not kind of charmed by it, then they, they stick out, out more. Yeah, I really felt like the analogy mm-hmm. I made was Kung Fu Panda 2. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Panda 1 is an amazing film that talks about, and it's a kid's film, but it talks about how 
Kung Fu is all about unlocking the best version of yourself and this inner strength. And the first Incredibles had not the Kung Fu thing, but that theme right. yeah. was in there. Mm-hmm. And then Kung Fu Panda 2 was just felt like the studio came in and went, hey, animals fighting. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make it, make it yeah. darker and less funny. And less funny and yeah. take out all the cool sentiments of a thousand years of Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah. And take out, by the way, and Kung Fu Panda 2, take out the Kung Fu. Yeah, take out <laughs> the Kung Fu. You know, take out the spiritual yeah. foundation yeah. of the first movie. Yeah. And, and I feel like this to a lesser degree. Kung Fu Panda 3 was better than 2. Kung, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't hate this movie. I didn't yeah. feel like it was a complete disaster. Right. A, a movie that, that, a sequel that's 14 years later has a good chance at, at, at being, obviously it didn't come out 18 months later. Like it wasn't just like a quick, quick right. fire, which is what I think they did with Kung Fu Panda 2. They're just like, oh, right. make another one. Yeah. And yeah. they don't think it through. But I feel like this just, it, it, it lacked the, the message and the soul and the family unit um, messages of the first one and this the second one was more just like I don't know like the big like you say the big set pieces it was more it felt like it was more about that and then just sort of cliche family dynamics mm-hmm. that should have been could have been explored more in a deeper more interesting way for me mm-hmm. and again I know we're talking about a kids movie I know we're talking right. about a Pixar movie we're not talking I think, about I think that yeah but Pixar like, movies yeah. are right. you know they're yeah. they're layered they're, they're not just kids movies that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. why I felt a little disappointed mm-hmm. by because mm-hmm. I wanted that layer like the emotional um, you know Inside Out was really an adult movie masquerading as a oh, kids movie that Inside was, Out yeah. was yeah. so tremendous. profound it was super yeah. profound yeah and I felt like this I guess I was expecting more of that Mm-hmm. Based on how much the how how great the first one was, I was like, I think you take that's a whole different film, right? I think you take, I think it, you're the sequel you wanted was. I actually did, th- you know, if you're going to rewrite it, you know, I don't know if all the other superheroes are necessary. Right. You know, right. I would, I would, I would, I think that maybe like this almost felt like a, the way you're describing it almost felt like a three. You know, and maybe you needed mm-hmm. two where again it's just it's just the family. You like, know, to me that would have yeah. been the, the closing scene of two should yeah. have been the and here's the, all these other ones. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. too it was a very specific release strategy. Like uh, like you look at like the big Pixar movie that came out before this was Coco, which was ultimately a uh, a family drama and had all of these really emotional and poignant beats to it. Whereas like all right, our next movie is going to be. More action. We're gonna, yeah. you know, we're gonna yeah. just be more frenetic, oh, Coco, more action. I, yeah, I, I'm still recovering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people, I have know. you seen Coco? I'm like, have I seen? Um, what's that? Uh, <laughs> beaches? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Coco was like a follow up to Beaches. It was. So, I was like, like I couldn't stop crying. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, though. I th- that's this is why it's really interesting to break down a movie. It's like things you don't really think about it. But I think, Chris, that was a really good point, too. It's like, yeah. if you're charmed, you're yeah. like, you're saying things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a totally fair point. <laughs> yeah. I would have never, like, I came away from I was like, how fun was that? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you get, you get, you get charmed. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I just felt like I needed to stretch more. <laughs> <laughs> My hamstrings are very tight. And Elastigirl, getting it done. Yeah. I liked her uh, her motorcycle. I thought that was kind of a cool uh, design, where the motorcycle would like come apart to accommodate her. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, they and made it electric. What did she say? Was it was more torquey. Yeah, it was yeah. more torquey. <laughs> which is, I drive an electric car. They yeah. are yeah, way they are more torquey. torquey. Yeah, they oh are. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, all right. So that is The Incredibles 2. And uh, now, Graham, you saw <coughs> Endless Summer. Was it on an airplane? Oh, no, sir. No. It was tell in Costa a, Rica. Tell us about it. Um, so uh, at the pl- I stayed at this, this, this. First, tell us the year of the film. 1966. <laughs> yes. The Endless Summer. <laughs> so this movie was nominated for Best Documentary. And it is, to give it some historical context, there had never been a like global surf movie up till the, at, at that point. So it's these two guys, Robert August, and I forget the other guy's name, traveled for eight months all around the world chasing an endless summer. That's awesome. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And when you say chasing an endless summer, you mean they would just go to different uh, time zones and climates where it was always summer? Mm-hmm. So like for the whole year? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they went, you know, and it started getting winter in the northern hemisphere. They went to the southern hemisphere. Oh, interesting. And um, so the cool thing is, is this, this, I was in Tamarindo, Costa Rica, and uh, I was staying at this Witch's Rock surf camp, which is amazing. Robert August, who's in the movie, lives in Costa Rica. Robert August is one of the most famous board shapers. So like, a, just to give you a, 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 shaping a surfboard is like an art. Now you can get some that are stamped out of machines. Shaping or shaving? Shape. Shaping. Okay. Yeah, but you do shave it. Right. That's right. why. That's why. Okay. So what you do is you get a what what they call a blank a, a piece of foam, and then you start shaving it down or shaping it um, to the specifications that you want. So oh. and and how you change a board. The length, the nose, the width, like it. The fins. The fins. This is designed to do this. Like uh, this board, this surfboard is nine feet long. So it's designed to ride longer waves. A shorter board that's like six feet or is designed to do more cuts and turns and stuff oh, like you see in a surf. that's interesting. Yeah, so it's really cool. So he's there and he's doing live commentary while we're watching the movie. In the, the bar of this. What? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. It was, and I was like, because they, they just said, oh, we're going to show Endless Summer. Like they have like these events throughout oh, okay. throughout mm. the week. And I was like, oh, cool. And with commentary from Robert August. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, he's sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's in his 70s now. And that's he's like. Awesome. And so it put the it could put the movie in such amazing context. They shot it on mm-hmm. 16 millimeter. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's these two surfers and Bruce Brown the um i'm gonna i'm gonna look up who directed it with a 16 millimeter camera endless summer there it is um so these two surfers um robert augustin and michael hinson um were like 18 19 years old right and the director bruce brown was 26 years old so there's no it's so it's just voiceover of so so from a technical standpoint they didn't need a sound person they just had a camera wow and these three guys and they're going all over the place and they're going to surf breaks that people had never surfed before they went to breaks in africa where they had like never seen a white guy let alone a surfboard wow and that's awesome it's unbelievable how did they fund this like that i don't know yeah i don't know where they got the funding i maybe he mentioned it i forgot but he goes they initially they were just going to make this movie and show it at high schools as like and when they showed it to people people were like blown away like people in kansas or whatever they 
All they'd ever seen is like beach blanket bingo type movies where Mm -hmm. it's like really bad rear projection where they're on the surfboard and you can you can just see the guy out of frame throwing water on the person's <laughs> face you know what i mean yeah. with the perfect like elvis yeah. haircut like yeah. mm-hmm. we're surfing man it's and then, gidget yeah exactly yeah. all the gidget movies um and he goes so there had never been showing how and, and catching these breaks and going to all these different parts of the world and um we were the only guys out there. The boards back then were 10, 12 feet long. They weighed 40 pounds. Wow. They were like so heavy. They didn't even have leashes. I mean, so right now, yeah. you have, a, and it's attached to your foot. So if you fall off, you can grab. So they'd and, have to go hunt down the board. Yes. And it was like, and they went and they went into, I mean, they went all over Hawaii. They went Australia. They went all through Africa. They went, I mean, it was just insane. And, they're talking about like um, all they had was this little car. They had to like find and rent a car and get this guy to drive them to something and then walk down. And, you know, like they found this, this one wave that broke perfectly and you could ride it for five minutes. And they're like, it's the most amazing wave ever. Wow. And now he's like, yeah, there's a resort there now and a blah, 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 or whatever. But it was, and so also Bruce Brown, what he did, there's footage um, of a of a camera on the nose of a surfboard, and everyone's like, "How did you do that back in 19?" 19- now you have a GoPro, yeah, right. You right. just suction cup it to the front of your board. It's easy. He go Bruce Brown invented the first GoPro. He took a 16 millimeter camera, which this is a hand crank camera. You press film, it films for 45 seconds, then you got to crank it again. Built a plexiglass thing around it, and put four suction cups, and put that on the nose of the board. Oh my god! So there's literally like a, a 10 inch TV, you know, <laughs> at the front of your surfboard. And it's just like, holy shit. And he, at that time, you know, that weight is significant. Significant. <laughs> but it's a 45 pound board. Right. But still, oh, these, right, these, right, right. these yeah. guys had to sort of steer it and, you know. Oh, he passed away last year, Bruce yeah. Brown. And it was really. And how did, did they literally, did he talk about how they found these waves or. Yeah, that's the other thing. So there's no, there's no Google. Right, so. They had map books. And they're like, well, let's look at this coastline. Yeah. And maybe, I guess, obviously just talking to locals. and But but I mean, you just said some of them have never even surfed before. No. So like when they went to like Australia or South Africa, there was already yeah. a surf community yeah. there. And it's just like, oh, just talk to this person yeah. and they'll show you around. It's cool. But this, mm. in, they're in Senegal. Yeah. They're just like, let's go well, to this water coast and right. hope yeah. it breaks, you know? <laughs> wow. I want to see this. This is so cool. It's so fascinating. Um, and the commentary and, and the jokes. I mean, some of it obviously is there's like... A little very, bit of dated stuff. A yeah. little bit of dated stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those Disney movies like, boy, when we're surfing out there, let's hope the lion doesn't jump on the surfboard. <laughs> you know, like there's some stuff you're like... Cue lion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> And, and uh, you know, in the commentary, he's like, well, there was apartheid there, which we were, you know, we were against. But then they told us, well, you know, it's, they have their place and we have theirs. So I guess there's two sides of it. We all heard that. We're all like, oh, oh boy. Well, Robert, you might want to come down to the other side of that issue. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Wait, so can I ask you this? When, did you watch the movie and then he spoke? No, he sat there with a microphone while we watched it. Oh, wow. And so you're hearing the narration that's in the movie. And then he'd start coming. And so then they, there was the, 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 the guy like pause? on the soundboard. No, they'd just bring the sound down. Oh. And he'd explain 
where they were or what was happening. That's so awesome. And you was, just like stumbled on this event. Yeah. It's the coolest. And that's the, why I, you travel. I know. That's why you travel. And it's yeah. this outdoor bar that has a roof on it. Well, there's 15 people. No. Yeah. Oh, that's and, amazing. And, and it's amazing. in Costa Rica. It's in Costa Rica. And mm-hmm. then out there is the, the waves where we and, surfed. And everything in English. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just surfing. <laughs> and then the next day, he sh- he has a little board shaping place right next to the... Board the, shaping or board shaving place? Shaped. <laughs> Chris, S-H-P, I'm gonna, S-H-A-P. My goal is to ask that three more times when, we were, when we're not discussing surfing. Just periodically. Now, is it shaving or is it shaping? Do you guys shape your face or do you yeah. shave? You shave? I shape my face. My face gets shaped every morning. Uh, Just like silly putty. Yep. Just like a professional cyclist says to shape their legs so they don't, when they wipe out, and women yeah. shape their legs every Yeah. For ends also and for we don't want resistance. to, but the things we do for men. Things we do for men. Um, so yeah, it was. So then next door at his shavings facility, he uh, <laughs> he then had a half a dozen of us, and it was just on the schedule of things to do at nine a.m. Go watch Robert August shape a board, and he's just like telling us how to. Oh my god! And you're just awesome. like so. This whole it was like this surf legend, surf history, and he said hilarious stuff too. He goes, "The movie got so popular, and then uh, eventually in the eighties it, it, or in the nineties they put it in the Smithsonian. Oh wow! And they flew us all out. He goes, "I'd never been to D.C. I mean, there's no waves there." <laughs> <laughs> Just how cool. Lifelong server. Yeah. There's no waves in DC. Yeah. What's the point? Why you would know? I go? Yeah. It's like going to the Midwest. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Chicago's a fine city, but you can't serve Lake Michigan. So no. the hell with it. Um, it was, they made a sequel too. Yeah, they did make mm-hmm. a sequel. And this movie, you, The Endless Summer 2. Um, which Same came director out, too. Yep. Electric came out in 19. Boogaloo? <laughs> yes, there was breakdancing. <laughs> okay. That one, they kind of go back. Um, they returned a lot of those places. This is in 94. But... I would, I would, if you haven't seen this, watch it because it's a piece of, I'm totally gonna watch it. Piece of history. And you put it in context of like, well, now you can go on YouTube and watch people dialing into all these huge ways, but people, and they got footage of the North Shore of Hawaii and people riding 20, 30 foot waves. And no one had ever seen that before. So awesome. And people were just like, oh. And so um, this is, this is, if you want like a surf history, like documentary curriculum, I would say Endless Summer, uh, Endless Summer 2. Then there's another great one, Step Into Liquid. Um, would, Wasn't Riding with Giants one of them? Riding so. with Giants is a, is a really excellent one. And uh, and, uh, Eddie and would, Surf Nazis Must Die. Surf Nazis Must Die, for sure. <laughs> is that really something? That's an actual movie. That's an no actual movie. Surf Nazis Must Die? Yeah, yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to work that into a conversation this <laughs> week. <laughs> How about Mueller's investigation? How about those surf Nazis? Nazis huh? <laughs> they gotta die. They gotta die. That's for and sure. And then just walk away. And just, <laughs> yeah. what, what did she just say? <laughs> I think she just said surf Nazis, Nazis must, must die. die. She said that? I think I heard that correctly. So it's yeah. a fantastic, yeah, check it out. It was mm-hmm. it was a really cool, and now you know um, how they did it and, and all that stuff. It was, it was really cool. Very cool. All right. Well, Graham, we've got some advertisers this what? week. Well, how about now, it? Now, uh, first of all, I want to tell our listeners, um, don't get mad. We have three of them. So uh, <laughs> uh, we don't really always can control how many we have per week. So some weeks we may have three. Some weeks we may have zero. 
So uh, enjoy. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, our first advertiser and uh, a new one, Nutrafol. This is a uh, an effective strategy to take control of your hair health. It's 100% drug-free nutraceutical ingredients, uh, clinically proven and shown to improve thinning hair. Now, here's the thing. Graham, you and I have glorious hair. So sure, it's one of those I can things. confirm I'm live in the studio. <laughs> but not everyone does. Not everyone has the, the glory... The glory hair that we have. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the so, show so far. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's not just genetics that can have it out for your hair. It's stress, DHT levels, diet, and environmental toxins have all been discovered to compromise your hair health. Um, in fact, one of Nutrafol's key ingredients, saw palmento, has been shown to support healthier libido. How about that? A little oh, extra bonus. Oh, lady. Hey, hair and boners. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the name of my band's name in high school. <laughs> so it's not a magic pill. It's just a great tra- strategy to grow hair from within by nourishing the environment that makes hair happy, like a plant. You can feed and water it, but if the soil isn't healthy, then it can't thrive. It's 100% drug-free, made from clinically tested medical-grade botanical ingredients and manufactured in the USA. No GMO, soy, eggs, dairy, gluten, peanuts, shellfish, tree nuts, wheat, yeast, artificial flavors or colors. All the things you talk about all the time, they're not in there. Okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) And it also has two uh, specific formulations, one for men, one for women. But guess what? You're going to get your first month supply with subscription for uh, only $10. All you got to do is go to Nutrafol.com and use CFN during checkout. So that's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Use CFN during checkout and you get your first month supply with subscription for $10. Boom. Nutrafol. Get into it. Let's do it. Save your hair. Get into it. Come on, guys. Come on. Do it. Get Graham hair. (laughs) Hashtag Graham Harris. <laughs> I could use some help. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, one of our uh, returning sponsors, Casper, Casper Mattresses. Um, the original Casper Mattress combines multiple support memory foam for quality sleep with just the right amounts of both sink and bounce. And it's got an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, Google, and it's becoming the internet's favorite mattress. And you've got a great selection they're all designed developed and assembled in the u.s and you can also get pillows and sheets and it's affordable because casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you and you spend one third of your life sleeping so you should be comfortable i slept on it last night after a week of a i was going to say but a week in costa rica that must have been kind of comfortable though well unless you're in a hammock yeah it all depends on the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it really does. And when you do the hotel mattress in Costa Rica, it's not great. Okay. I'm going to say not great. So mm-hmm. when I came home to my Casper. Slept, and you were happy. I slept like a baby. Yeah. So you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. And um, so it's great. You know, you can try it. You don't like it? Send it back. Yeah. It's 100 nights. That's 100 awesome. 100 nights. It yeah. is. And... Uh, Here's the thing. We are not going to let you pay full price, as usual. Uh, this is um, a great offer. You, It's only applicable on select mattresses, and there's terms and conditions, of course, but it's $50 off select mattresses. All you got to do is go to casper.com slash comedyfilmnerds and use comedyfilmnerds at checkout. Uh, go to $50. You go to casper.com slash comedyfilmnerds. Use the promo code comedyfilmnerds at checkout. Turns and conditions apply. Get $50 off towards select mattresses. Boom. 
All right. We're burning through these, Graham. I Only like one it, left. buddy. Mm-hmm. Mattresses and hair? Yeah. Oh, this God. Is, uh, What's next? This is, uh, what do you think? <laughs> do you guys mail stuff? Yeah, I yes. do. Oh, well, there you go. I actually do. Stamps.com. <laughs> oh, I love stamps. Now, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you people listening, as well as you I have really friends, do. You got a little side business on the mm-hmm. on the side. You a got side your, hustle. You, you we'll got call it. you got a side hustle. Got a yeah, side you hustle. have to. You have to survive in this economy. You need a side hustle. Mm-hmm. So you know you're going to be shipping things out of your home. What they are could be anything from jewelry to macadamia nuts. How, you know we're not. I don't, I don't who know. knows? Who knows what you're shipping out of your home? <laughs> Whatever you want to ship, does, it as long matter. as it's legal and it's between yeah. consenting adults. I don't yeah, care what you, you know, put in a package. You know, best of luck. Uh, but now you could with stamps.com, you could print U.S. postage for any letter or any package. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just click, print, mail, and you are done. And you can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every time because guess what? You get a free trial that includes postage and a digital scale. All you got to do is use CFN for the special offer because uh, we use it. We, uh, we ship out all of our stuff from mm-hmm. the Comedy Film Nerd store uh, through stamps.com, and it's great. It's I, so easy to use. Yeah. And I use it for um, my it, personal stuff when I'm cheaper. shipping gifts for people. You use it for that too? Very easy because yeah. I don't want to wait in line at the post office. Can't well, that's, yeah, that's, this is the way you get to avoid that for Boom. sure. And even uh, you can do international too, yep. which is great. Mm-hmm. So you get a four-week trial that includes postage and a digital scale. All you got to do is go to stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top. You could call it a podcast microphone if you want. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, let's it's call just it a, a ham radio. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, just microphone. a microphone. Let's call it a <laughs> at the top of the homepage and type in CFN. That's stamps.com. Enter CFN. So go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone on the top of the homepage. Type in CFN. So stamps.com. Enter CFN. Get your four-week trial, which includes postage and a digital scale. Boom. Graham, I'm exhausted. You know what, Chris? <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. <laughs> I loved anything. My, my favorite part was anything be- be- from jewelry to macadamia. <laughs> I, that made my morning. I'm glad I got up, quite frankly. I was debating whether I should start this day, and now I know why. <laughs> And everything in between those two yeah. Yeah. odd spectrum items. Oh, listen. It could be a ham radio if you're shipping items yes. from World War II. Yeah. yeah. You could be uh, well, you so could be many shipping things. you could be shipping vacuum tubes, you know. Yeah. You don't know. Of course. Yeah. I just want you to keep talking about random shit that's yeah. coming up. Shipping typewriter ribbons? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Using the scale for weighing body parts? You know. I don't know what you freaks are into. Stamps.com. Yes. There's, there's some guy that started saying, hey, vinyl records came back. Typewriters right. are going to come back, okay. too. Yeah. Sure, enjoy your... Yeah. Baby teeth? Who yeah. <laughs> Rotary phone cosplay? I don't know whatever you're into. <laughs> Go for it. So now, Graham, we have we have Patreon sponsors. Oh, my God. What are yeah. they shipping? They are... Uh, speaking of jewelry... We have a paparazzi jewelry, just five bucks a piece. Paparazziaccessories.com slash 89078. Uh, that's paparazziaccessories.com slash 89078. The number at the end is important. Support Nadra Connor. And Johnny Rulon has his book entitled Green Chief. 
uh, Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's available on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's a experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And lastly, our favorite charity, Audacity Performing Arts Project. They produce after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury, so visit them at cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. That's cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Boom, let's get to some trailers. Let's do it. Bumblebee. Yes, this is a Transformers spinoff. Oh, that's what, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's been asking for this. I hate the trailer before the trailer. Yep. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'll drive it on the picnic car. The car picked the drive. So I'm guessing this is a prequel because we're showing a Bumblebee as the old style Volkswagen. Right? <laughs> Starting off like any other Transformers trailer, a human discovers a car, transforms. Wait, are the headlights by her boobs? <laughs> Did anyone see that? Do you speak? I won't hurt you. What's your name? I hope John Sinnott's in this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. people out there who need you. This is why you're here, B. B? B, yeah. He called him B. You know, B music can help you say what you're feeling. Try this. Okay, well that should have been the first scene okay yeah. <laughs> so that was the best part he, here's the thing about this movie um why i am going to why did they make it yeah yeah oh, a, a, a uh b i already know without seeing it courses, it's going to be the best transformers movie ever made <laughs> lots of stunt drivers <laughs> because <laughs> because michael bay is not directing it oh uh and it is the director of kubo and the two strings who is actually an animation director and if you noticed uh, already, like Bumblebee and the Transformers are already showing a little bit more of um, um, expression and emotion. You could see like that was actually a, a more of a focus. I'm like, well, no, let's make an actual movie and make these 
of Transformers actual characters. So uh, I think, I don't think it's going to be great, but I think it's going to be one of the better Transformer movies because honestly, the rest of them kind of unwatchable. Uh, but this so you're one, gonna say it's a gonna be a watchable Transformers. Yes, I'm gonna say this is as far as I'm gonna go. It's gonna be the first watchable Transformers movie. Um, I, I thought, could be wrong. Sorry, I thought she was becoming the. I thought she was inside the Transformer for a second. That's why I was like, wait a minute. The headlights were like right here. I was like, wait, she's inside, and they made the boobs the headlights. For some reason, I thought she. I, I can't. I can't keep up with these movies, whether they're inside or they're outside the active wear. That I realized it's separate from her. Yeah. So you know right. the, the 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 bar is so low for these movies. Yeah. And uh, I really think this was if you're gonna do anything to improve the franchise, first of all, a get rid of Michael Bay directing. That's the first thing you do. The second thing is you make a smaller story, and you make it more about the interaction between the humans and maybe one Transformer and uh, and John Cena. Are you gonna watch this, Chris? Oh yeah, we're gonna go. What? Yeah, we're gonna go. All we're right. gonna go see it because my kids are gonna want to go see. All it. right. Okay. So well, it's a good uh, that the, the positives, and I've never seen a Transformer. Movie, sorry, oh, you're not missing anything. Is that uh, that there's you know there's a, a feminine touch? Yes, yeah. a, a lady lead. What's that actress's name? Oh, Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. and the Transformer was uh, Bumblebee. Bu- a Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I think again, then, bar being very low, but I'm going I'm gonna go on record saying best Transformers movie ever made. <laughs> Uh, a bold right out of the yeah. gate. <laughs> Stamps.com. <laughs> Surf Nazis must die. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. I don't know what has gotten into you, but yeah. uh, <laughs> we're going to watch this next trailer. This is the uh, girl in the spider's web. I do not want to watch an ad for Wells Fargo. Please stop doing the trailers before the trailers. I hate it. Sorry I said those things. I always get surprised when the MGM logo comes up. I'm like, oh, this must be in the library before they went bankrupt. (laughs) Who the hell are you? It's not heavy-handed at all. Isn't smoking in the library oh. it's kind of like Definitely not culturally. Oh, I'm a fan of yours. The dark avenging angel. The CEO who beat up two prostitutes, but then got acquitted in court yesterday. Get me down! I'm transferring 20% of your cash to these two girls. I'm calling down to security. The rest, I'm transferring to your wife. Account number. Don't. I have one line, one, two. Take your child and leave. He won't hurt you again. Mr. Chen has bankrolled your company for years. Isn't this his wife? You bitch! You try to contact your wife again, or if anything unexpected should happen to her, this video will be sent to him. This is the most uninteresting thriller I've ever seen. <laughs> Are you not Elizabeth Salanta, the writer of wrongs? This is girl with the dragon tattoo. The girl who hurts men, who hurt women. 
previous actress playing her? It's a new actress. It's not, uh, what, Umi Mara was the original one? Yeah, I don't know who she is. Oh, Claire Foy. Why is it spiders don't get stuck in their own webs? I love the Girl in the Dragon Tattoo movies, and I love the both the actresses that played them. And the in there was Swedish version, then there was American version. I liked both mm -hmm. of them. I, mm -hmm. I don't know what this. Well, is. here's what happened. The um, there was an original trilogy that uh, Stig Larsson wrote, yeah. and then they quote discovered more material. So another writer came in and wrote two more books, and that's what this movie is based on. The first of the two books that Stig Larsson never uh, the most highly uh, recommended passed away America before he wrote. Yeah. Um, so sometimes discoveries aren't good ideas. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, like, even just watching that trailer, I'm like, well, this doesn't really have any of the yeah uh, moments or pieces or intrigue that the original books or even the original movies had. Because I've read, I read the first three books. But I'm like, you know, even after watching that, I'm like, oh, well, maybe the books, I still, I don't want to see, the I don't want to read the, the other books both, either. Both versions yeah. were really good. And mm -hmm. the, the intrigue and the, like, the, the, you know, the her investigative and her v revenge was so awesome. This just how, seems like oh, how many American revenge killing. How yeah. many American girl with a dragon tattoo movies did they make? Did they ever make a sequel? No, just the one. Just That's the what one? I thought. Yeah, but whereas the Swedish ones, they made all three, right? Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, so you know, which which is interesting. So, you know. You know, here in this country, we got the first one, then we didn't get the next two, and now we're getting like the fourth one. So uh, I'm not also, sure. It really speaks to like the power of a trailer because that trailer did nothing. It's not a genre I'm really interested in, but I right. I did see the I I read the first book and then I'm I was done after that and I did see the American movie. Mm -hmm. um, that would that would literally that was absolutely confusing. Yes, <laughs> none of it, it was. was even remotely interesting. I couldn't follow any of the through line. And it would that would never convince me to go see a movie, see that yeah. movie. And uh, the next two books are actually really good, but it's like one long story. So it's interesting the way like the first book is kind of a self-contained yeah. story, mm -hmm. whereas the next two are like kind of a part one and part two, where like oh well this this second yeah. book ends right in the middle of the story. Yeah. So like uh, you know when they when they had the movies. You could really tell it was like okay, well now the second movie is part one, third movie is is part two. Uh, so, but it it really feels like, you know, mm, stop at three. You know, we had a great trilogy. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know if we needed four she and five. She also looked so weird. It almost looked right. like they were trying to make like a supernatural something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I don't know the Dragon Tattoo movies at all, and I just see that trailer, I mm -hmm. think she has a superpower. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, she just like that. looked so Well, creepy. how ham-handed was that at the beginning? We're like, oh, the avenging angel. She's literally in front of a statue with wings. 
I'm like, mm, yeah, it's also, a it little really, much. Also, it was off-putting because she was smoking in front of books, and I thought she was in a library, and I got extremely distracted. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Never whoever smoke. got that trailer, was t- it was terrible. <laughs> Never smoke in a library, guys. Yeah. I mean, I can't even yeah. do basic editing on my own computers, but <laughs> so I shouldn't talk. But, you know, the whole point of a trailer is like you go, oh, God, I got to see that. Right. It's super important because there's yeah. 8,000 movies being produced, yes. so the trailer has to be captivating. Yeah, and they give that an F minus. And they, yeah, <laughs> well, and then and then it's just there is as as you say, that's like, what's the storyline? Oh, it's just explosions and guns and and lines and people saying, oh, this spider, how does it find yes. its and own then, house or whatever she's yeah, saying. and then I pick Bumblebee out of those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll go with Bumblebee. I understood. It. I understand what Bumblebee is. I get yeah. it. I get mm-hmm. it. All right. We're going to have to go see Bumblebee. All right. Yeah. And maybe do a spoiler. No, Chris. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Someone's going to have to give us $1,000 for me to go see Bumblebee and then talk about it. I hope that happens. I oh, hope okay. that we should, we'll make that AI. If I had extra money. We'll make that AI. <laughs> I, would, I would put it to that. We'll make that a Bumblebee Patreon tier sure, for one month. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um... Coming out on the VOD and the DVD. Yes, yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, I got maze runnered on this movie. Not yeah. happy about it. Um, really did not like it. Was really looking forward to it. The Again, first one we like. I like the first one. Really liked first the first one. Was one. It was really fun. This one, um, you know, generally when you have a movie about giant robots fighting monsters, that's kind of what you want to see. You know, you shouldn't maybe wait until the last 10 minutes of the movie to actually get to see that. Nice. Uh, so not not good. Um Paul, Apostle of Christ. I don't know if you've seen this one, Graham, but it's about Paul, and he's an Apostle of Christ. Okay, so this is a Transformer prequel? Is yes, this, this, uh... is a, this is. He's a, uh, he's a Trans Am. <laughs> and it gets revealed during the yes. Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Paul, is that you? Yeah. All you gotta know is uh, Jim Caviezel's in it. That's a <laughs> again. Only, yes, he's the only guy that gets to do Jesus movie. He's yeah, no, he's in. No, if there's a Jesus movie, there's always somebody that goes get yeah. me Jim Caviezel, and then he goes, "I'm free." When are we gonna have like a Jim Caviezel holiday? Like it's Jim Caviezel Day. Yeah, and December twenty fourth. Yeah, well, yeah, that should be that's Christmas or the 26th? Eve. Yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> we, we could squeeze him in. Holiday yeah. bus schedule on Jim Caviezel yeah. Day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next movie is Unsane. Now, I thought you saw it. We either had a guest see it or you saw it. I did not see this. This was a kind of a thriller horror movie, but I, I believe, if I remember correctly, the guest actually liked it. Where they went to a special, <coughs> they went to a screening of it yeah. or something. In it. Yeah, they did like it. And it was the kind of movie that I, I like. I like the, I like the premise of like, is someone going crazy or is there something weird or supernatural actually going on or is this all in somebody's head? Like, I like that setup. So. It's like our uh, government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is all of it. Oh, we are going insane. I wish they are going, inside our heads. Yeah. I wish it was going <laughs> yeah. on just inside my head. I know. <laughs> I really do. Um, <clears throat> okay. And the uh, site spotlight. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this, the fan feedback. Um, like we said, the weekly film news is fixed. <clears throat> but I want to mention this. We have new T-shirts coming, Graham. New logo. We got a really cool new logo. It's kind of um, um, Ramonesy, which Ramonesian. is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Ramonesy, and it's a it's the CFN shield with like kind of a, like a two headed eagle on it. It's really cool. 
holding like a microphone and a, uh, a film camera. We're working on those. We're getting them manufactured now, so they should be in the store probably in a couple now, of weeks. Now, is it a radio microphone that the two-headed is? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is a radio microphone. Covered in yes. a spider web. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That watch with it. spider web. Kill yourself. Oh, jump off the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> and all both of them fall off the yes. ledge. And the movie early. <laughs> So we appreciate it, and we also appreciate you guys uh, supporting the store. Like we said, you know, Earbuds is available, and uh, um, we have the signed DVDs. We have the downloads, and uh, we are also liquidating our old CFN shirts, so there's some left. You know, guess what somebody bought last week? What? A Whistling Bane shirt. Well, God bless yeah, you. Yeah, we have a few of those left. A lot of girlies left. A lot of girlies uh, is left. But Whistling uh, Bane girly tees. You know, the yeah. Banes are probably going to go back out. on tour, guys. So you're going to want to get your shirt. Yeah, you're, you're going to want to uh, step onto that uh, bandwagon, as well as we have Goth- Make Gotham Great Again shirts. Yes, we do. From Political Vigilante from Graham's other site. <clears throat> so, all right. Jurassic World is coming out this week. Yes. I wonder Normally, if that'll make any money. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this a lot. Normally, I'm, I, when these big blockbusters, I'm already going to see this. I love these movies. Whatever. Right. They're fun. Mm-hmm. They don't need to keep making trailer after trailer after trailer. Right. Until I saw the latest one that's like, no park, no one's safe. And then there's a giant 300-foot whale dinosaur attacking a surfer on a 50-foot wave. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I've i gotten more excited for this movie. <laughs> I was already going to see it, but now yeah. it's just, they have finally, I mean, it's the same story every time. Right. They've jumped the whale. Yeah. They've just, <laughs> just, yeah. Dinosaurs yeah. get loose. They took the shot from the shallows, and then they just put a dinosaur instead of a shark in I it. mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> Oh, I'm all in with this. I'm super pumped. I, I love those. I'll see any dinosaur yes. movie. Mm-hmm. And now they're yeah. just cut loose on planet Earth, just yeah. murdering everybody? Go Great. for it. Can't yep. wait. Yes. I hope it's like an island resort, too, where it's like everyone's trapped on the Ooh, island. Ooh, that's fun. It's like, a, it's like, you know, it's Catalina. You know? <laughs> Enjoy your honeymoon. Yeah. Five, four, three, <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah. Oh. Holy crap. Yeah, we only have golf courts and uh or we only have golf carts and uh tourist boats. Yeah. That's it. Wow. <laughs> You're dead. So uh the next movie is Damsel. This is a western. I don't know much more about it than that. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, a western and the next movie is The King. This is a really interesting uh, idea for a documentary. This documentary transposes Elvis's life and his music with the current political climate. Huh? Exactly. What? Like the trailer, I'm watching the trailer, I'm like, this is a really interesting idea. Um, and I'm watching the trailer, it kind of works. And then it also, it's like this feels like two things mm. forced together that don't really match. I so like don't even know how to visualize that i'm just so what the the korea summit is like a hunger hunger burning yeah (laughs) and uh it's like like (laughs) like tweets like elvis's Elvis's life and his uh music is like a metaphor for america and how we got here like it's oh we're all on percocets eating twinkies yeah yeah i'll die on the toilet (laughs) yeah we were once young and beautiful (laughs) yeah yeah And now we're bloated, dead yeah. on a toilet. Yep. And we're going to be all be buried in our mansions. So. Yeah. That's, it is. So, yeah, so it, it's, uh, it I, sounds I, fun. I really uh, recommend checking out the trailer because it's very, it, it's very unique. 
like where it's like you wouldn't expect these things to be put together in any type of coherent fashion. So you learn about Elvis though, like his life, or, or yeah, it just, it's yeah. a mix. It's like okay. it's a weird mashup of hmm. like uh, you know Elvis and his life, and then you know what's going on in the climate, political climate of America. So well, I was it's, born as a son of a sharecropper. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when the Illuminati started taking over Congress. Yeah. Is that- <laughs> That's kind of what it feels okay. like. Yeah. Praying for a so, so I really recommend uh, <laughs> checking out the trailer. Okay. Because it's, like I said, it's it's uh, it's really unique. So, all right, Graham. We did it. I believe that's our show. Episode 422, mm-hmm. Aaron Foley. Where can people listen, watch, view you, shows? What do you got cooking? Uh, well, thank you for having me. I always love doing the show. I learn a lot about uh, fun movies. Um, so that's number one. Uh, AaronKFoley.com is my website, which I hardly update, and I need to do it. I want to brag about that. And then, uh, yeah, if you're a, a sports fan or stories about sports, it's uh, SportsWithoutBalls.com uh, is the website, which I have to get up. Uh, but it's on uh, iTunes. I've done 206, 207 today. Uh, and, yeah, it's my it's my sweet labor of love. So mm-hmm. Sports Without Balls, free on iTunes, on all things comedy. And I, I've been on the show several times. I love the show. I it's love, just fun. I love your whole premise. I love Carol. Carol's I love, my assistant, uh, my fact checker. Mm-hmm. She's love, terrible, absolutely terrible at her job. <laughs> <laughs> just the worst, comes in drunk every, every podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has fans. She has fans. So you can't fire her. She's yeah, got fans. Can't. You can't mm-hmm. fire her. Yeah. It's part of the show. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's it. Nice. All right. Um, I'm doing the Progressive Comedy Tour with Ron Placone this week, June 20th through the 24th. We are going to Nashville, Huntsville, Asheville, Louisville, and Atlanta. Go to GrahamElwood.com for all of the uh, ticketing, ticket web, all that business. Go there, GrahamElwood.com. Some of the venues are nice, intimate venues, so they're selling out quickly. So get your tickets now. Awesome. Do it. And I just wanted to give you guys another update on the graphic novel. We are still at proof stage. It is almost the digital copies almost done for long ago and far away. And then we'll be printing the hard copies as soon as that is done. It's, uh, you know, these last couple weeks are like excruciating. Like I just want it done. But it's always, uh, you know, we're working on indie schedule with indie budget. So it's always taking a little bit longer. So, but we're almost there, almost at the finish line. So thanks again for all your support. Yeah. And check out the Patreon. Do that. Um. All right. That's our show. That's our show. We'll have a Jurassic World spoiler up on top of a regular episode next week. Yes. The dinosaurs die. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> and one baby gets crushed. <laughs> Humans are eaten. Um. That won't happen in a Jurassic no, Park no, movie. It's no, be, it's going to be more of a talk piece. They're gonna yeah. Talk yeah. <laughs> Support group, sort yeah. of feel your feelings. More of thing. a mystery, like yeah. what's going on? Yeah, it's a who done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dinosaur who done it. <laughs> Anything from jewelry to macadamia nuts. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. Thank you to Aaron Brungard on the ones and twos of the beautiful All Things Comedy World Headquarters. Aaron K. Foley, thank you so much for being on our program. Thank you. I, I like saying program. Like I'm 90. Um, <laughs> my name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. Surf Nazis must die. 